Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hi, this is CME on ReachMD, and I'm Dr. Devendra Grover. We're going to talk about now about the MIGS approach and really individualizing a patient's care. And I want to show some examples of clinical cases where I've really kind of found that these MIGS devices have been very appropriate for patients. So case number one is a 75-year-old male with a visually significant cataract and he has mild glaucoma. He has definitely thinning on the inferior rim of his optic nerve and he has just a mild nasal step on visual field with a mean deviation of minus 3.5 decibels. His IOP is 20 millimeters of mercury on two anti-glaucoma medications. And my goal is to get him around 17 on one drop. He's had a prior SLT, which had a pretty good response and he's been on glaucoma drops for about four years. He's also on blood thinners and he needs to stay on them for AFib. On exam, in addition to his mild glaucomatous optic neuropathy, he has wide open angles with well-defined structures and landmarks. He's also relatively active and he still exercises on a regular basis. Given his need for blood thinners as well as his stage of glaucoma and his active lifestyle, I chose to perform a hydrus implant as opposed to a goniotomy or a trabeculotomy given the risk of a recurrent hyphema. His case went well and during the surgery, I I could visualize the entire hydrus implant in the canal for the entirety of the length. Postoperatively, he had a very fast visual recovery and physical recovery. He did not have a postoperative hyphema. I treated him on antibiotics and steroids uh, as I would for for routine cataract surgery, with the exception that he was on topical steroids for maybe an additional week. He's now over a year out and his IOP has been well-controlled in the mid-teens on one prostaglandin drop at night. Now, a second case I want to highlight is an 82-year-old female with moderate to advanced glaucoma. She's previously undergone cataract surgery and a goniotomy a few years ago, but her IOP has been slowly increasing. My goal for her is to be under 15 on as few medications as possible. Her IOP is 18 on four agents, and I've detected just over the last couple of years a slow decline in her nerve fiber layer on OCT. And her family tells me they're concerned that she may not be getting her drops in as frequently because she's just not as compliant as as she has been lately. The patient does report that her eyes are getting a little red and irritated and they're drying them out. She has definitive glaucoma on her visual field. She has a mean deviation of minus eight and a dense nasal step, as well as a mild inferior arcuate defect. She's had prior two SLTs previously, and as I mentioned, a phacogoniotomy. Her conjunctiva superiorly is very mobile. And given my goal for IOP in the low teens, as well as trying to get her off as many drops as possible, I opted for an ab interno closed conge Zen 45 gel stent, and I used 40 micrograms of minamycin C. The technique that I used is really, I've described as kind of the post technique where after I implant the Zen, I sweep away the tenons, essentially kind of doing a primary needling on the table with a microshunt spatula. And that's been reported by a couple of different groups. She tolerated the procedure well. Um, given her prior goniotomy, she did have a little microhyphema on postoperative week one, but it resolved pretty quickly. And um, on post-op day one, her pressure was seven, her anterior chamber was formed and deep, and her vision was actually unchanged. I treated her with topical antibiotics and steroids, similar to what I would do for a cataract surgery, but I tapered her steroids over a five to six week period. After about 10 to 14 days, she was able to return to her normal activity. She's now over 18 months out. Her pressure is around 12 on one drop of Timolol in the morning. And she thankfully has a nice diffuse low bleb that's mildly vascularized. Now, I think these two cases exemplify kind of how we're now able to tailor the surgery to the patient's lifestyle, their disease state, their comorbidities, their blood thinner status, and their activity. And uh, that's the exciting time. It's an exciting time to be a glaucoma doctor. We have a lot of options and we're truly able to intervene the way we need to. And it's much safer than it was 20, 30 years ago when all we had were trabs and tubes. Again, this is Devinder Grover. Thank you for tuning in. And this has been CME on ReachMD. 
You have been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is provided in partnership with the National Eye Institute of the National Institutes of Health of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, along with Prova Education, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to ReachMD.com slash Prova. Thank you for listening.